Herd mentalists, hear me. I'd like to really thank everybody who's supported the show and signed up for the tithing. That's at uh, herdmentalitypodcast.com on the support tab. It really means a lot to me. It's allowed me to uh, see a future in doing this, in in providing this service to the community. So a couple of the benefits have been that I've been able to now draw almost $1.50 out of it, but I've donated over $100 to kiva.org to help women in developing countries lift their education. And that's been wonderful. So thank you all very much. And I think I'm almost at about 70 tithers of my 200 goal. And at 200, I'll actually earn money for doing this. It'll pay for my time in the editing room. And that's where we're headed. So thank you all. Secondly, I'd like to give a plug to Secular.fm. This little project that Tanner from the No Godcast has been working very, very hard on. Like, really hard. (laughs) I don't think anyone has any idea. It's phenomenal what he's done. He's managed to produce a 24-hour radio streaming network. My show's on there. There's a whole bunch of other shows on there that you've probably heard of. And if you haven't heard of them yet, go there now, secular.fm. You'll be able to listen to Cognitive Dissonance, see web Sunday School. You'll be able to hear uh, Jake from the Imaginary Friends show, Bill and Susie from the Barroom Atheists, uh, the No God cast. You'll even hear me if you're really unfortunate. It's in beta at the moment, but it's going to be big. And I'm very happy to be a part of it. The last thing I'd like to apologize for perhaps is that i now have 85 people on my desk who are waiting to come on the show there's a lot of people and in order to get to everybody i either need to be doing this full time or neglect some people and i have neglected some people it's a case of send me through your application through the website and i'll get to you when i can or i might send you a message on twitter and say hey would you like to come on the show Time is an issue. <laughs> Just trying to get everybody on it is really, really hard. So so if I have asked you if you'd like to come on the show, or if I have hinted that you'd be welcome on the show, that's that's true. Everyone's welcome on the show. I'd like to get to everyone. I think everyone has something important to say. But my schedule has been difficult to predict of late, so... It's currently almost midnight as I'm recording this, just trying to get it done before I get up at 6 and go to work in the morning. Don't feel like you've been left out. Don't take it personally. Don't feel like I've looked at what you've sent to me and disregarded it, because I haven't. I've printed them all out. They're all on my desk. It's a case of I have to get to them when I'm ready. So I thank you very much for your patience. I thank everybody for your support. Now let's go and have a chat with a complete stranger. Welcome to The Herd Mentality, an eclectic weekly mix of atheistic and humanistic conversations with complete strangers. I've never met them and they've never met me, but we're throwing caution to the wind, taking a risk with a dodgy internet connection, and God willing, get an interesting conversation for you to listen to. I'm your host, Questionable Adam, at Adam Reeks on Twitter, and it's time to meet our guests. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Herd Mentality. With me today, I have a gentleman who goes also by the name of Adam, and... He, his Twitter handle is at YGOBand. Hello, Adam. Hello. Feels like I'm speaking to myself. Me too. <laughs> I try not to, to uh, talk to myself uh, out loud. At times, it's the only way to get a reasonable answer. This is true. 
And what's your Twitter handle? Elaborate a little bit on yeah, that. Yeah, so it's at YGO Band. That's a Y, uh, uppercase Y, lowercase G, uppercase O, uh, lowercase Band. So uh, that's uh, my virtual band, and that uh, YGO stands for uh, Your God's Orgasm. Oof. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny. And, it, you know, if somebody asks me what it is and I need to say something more politically correct, I could say it's, uh, it's your guess only. Oh, that's so. not bad. Yeah. Outstanding. So what's a virtual band? So a virtual band is uh, something like uh, the, one of the earliest examples would be like the Chipmunks or something like that, you know, where it's uh, or um, Josie and the Pussycats or something like that. It's kind of like a cartoon band or animated band where they, um, it, it, you know, they portray it as it's these characters making the music. And there's a couple like current examples would be like uh, Gorillaz or uh, there's a, some band called... Uh, Death Clock. That's a um, kind of a metal band. I think they have, and they have a uh, animated TV show. Mm-hmm. What sort of music are we listening to here? Well, it's kind of a uh, mix of things. I, I'd say most of my influences are in the uh, metal realm, but uh, lots of uh, punk influence and rock, classic rock influence, blues even. So uh, I try to keep it uh, pretty open as far as what I'll uh, include in there. You know, even some horns or whatever occasionally and. Uh, I, I don't uh, set any restrictions on myself, but grew up uh, playing guitar, and so, you know, almost always going to be a guitar in there. I can <laughs> promise that. And so. you do all the different instruments yourself? Yeah. Yeah, to one degree or another, and uh, just been doing everything myself. I, I will occasionally collaborate on one of the songs that I've done so far. I uh, collaborated with some uh, young uh, family members of mine, and uh, happy to collaborate with some other musicians out there. Yeah, right. And who does the animation and the the visuals? Yeah, well, I haven't done any animation just yet, but um, yeah, I came up with the uh, characters for the band myself and did the artwork for those uh, myself at this point. And they, they, I did those using like uh, Photoshop, and and so they're kind of uh, kind of realistic looking. And uh, you know, I took different pictures, some that I took myself, some that were like stock photographs and stuff, and just doctored them a whole lot. And and that includes the. Uh, the, the tour rig that we have it's a uh, a hearse pulling a uh, airstream trailer right outstanding and Thank you. The, the the sort of music that you're playing is sort of angled towards atheists or are you going for a wider market here yeah going for a wide market i mean like uh it definitely would appeal to uh atheists but um i mean ultimately i'd like to get uh, a lot of people that uh, fall into that nuns category that um where maybe like I used to be in that they, you know, they reject um, religion, but then they haven't really been taught, you know, critical thinking or they lost that interest in science or, you know, lost that uh, childhood curiosity that we all had when we were younger, you know. Mm. And that's that's something that I, you know, kind of regained through a, an episode that I had, and that's kind of what inspired this whole thing. Cool. So critical thinking is pretty much the basis for it. I, you know, I'm... I have a whole podcast based around it. That and right. um, and at least one or two terrible jokes. <laughs> oh, well, sorry, I didn't ask you where you're based. I'm in uh, Corpus Christi, Texas, or just outside of there. So it, it's kind of um, this wasn't really planned. It's just something I thought about after the fact. But it's uh, it's kind of appropriate because you know Corpus Christi means the body of Christ. So where else would the you know your God's orgasm come from but the body of Christ? Well, it's the, the focal right. point, the epicenter, if you will. Yeah, right. 
Okay, and how many songs have you got out so far? Uh, just four right now, and uh, going to be. I'm working on a couple more in the hopper, and they should be. Uh, a- any stuff I put out in the future should come along a little bit uh, quicker. Those first four were um, they took a long time to get done because I had to kind of learn the whole uh, recording and mixing process and all that stuff. It was a little more involved than I thought. So. Yeah. Yes. Well, I can. Yeah. I can speak firsthand about learning how to edit stuff sort of on the fly. It's never mm-hmm. easy. You do get a little right. faster at it. Yeah. Little, I think there's a market for atheist music. I think so, yeah. I mean, it's a growing a growing market, you know. I was speaking to somebody on Twitter the other day, uh, and he he said, oh, he really enjoys a lot of Christian music, as do I. Uh, mm. We have a digital radio station in Sydney, and very occasionally when I change the radio station, I'll come across it, and I'll hear this really catchy sort of soft pop rock song. I think, hey, that's really cool, that's really cool, and that, you know, they'll bang on about how wonderful life is and then all of a sudden there's a reference in there to jesus and i go oh <laughs> it's still cool though it's still cool <laughs> right right yeah well it's like when i was a kid you know and i used to listen to slayer and i thought man if, if it weren't for that all that satanic stuff this sounds awesome you know yeah but then as i grew older i realized well that's just like kind of a mockery it's just for shock value mm-hmm. and uh what I found lacking, I mean, I, I love music and have a lot of influences, but uh, there's not much out there in the way of, like, critical thinking and skepticism and stuff like that in lyrics, you know. Mm. So there's definitely a lot of, especially in the genres that I mostly play in, you know, the metal and rock punk stuff. It's like there's definitely um, that uh, anti-establishment and anti-religion and and maybe some, you know, not non-belief stuff in there but uh do you think we'll ever have a dave matthews band sort of success story in the atheist arena uh maybe when 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 the uh population of the uh atheists grow you know when the the nuns grow and become more educated i I think there's definitely room for that yeah Mm. i mean look at look at the uh some of these pop artists from the uh believer side of things christian pop artists and stuff when did you go from being one of those nuns to being a, a something in effect and being a critical thinker when did you flick the switch yeah well this it was not a uh, switch i uh, probably would have ever flipped had i not uh flipped out myself i uh was actually an adult um, before I really came into this stuff. You know, when I was a kid, I was like, you know, just kind of considered myself agnostic. I don't know, maybe for a real short time as a young kid, I might have been a deist. But even then, I don't think I necessarily believed it. Um, I just kind of uh, grew up non-religious and managed to uh, graduate from college and accomplish all these things without uh, worshiping anything. And then, and then uh I at a point in my life when I had some people in my life that were religious and of course had crossed some paths with some that were, you know, pretty religious and fundamentalist and that kind of thing. Um, I was uh, actually partaking in a little bit of um, smoking some pot one night and uh, not something I do on a regular basis and, or ever did really. I mean, I was, I was, I probably would smoke less than most kids. It would be, you know, just occasionally if somebody offered me every few months or something, I might do a little bit but i i did want this one particular night i um i don't know felt like i had kind of like uh uh some kind of out of body experience or something or i don't know it was uh it was strange you know i felt like i was like remembering being born or something or it was it was really weird and uh and then i felt like uh, I, I guess my heart must have been beating real fast and uh 
I felt like I was going to have a heart attack or something, you know, so I laid on the floor, thought I was going to die or something. Eventually, you know, I uh, relaxed and and I was all right. And I I think maybe, not real sure about this, but um, right around that same time, I discovered I had a uh, some mild sleep apnea. So maybe there might have been something going on with that where my brain was uh, a little bit different than typical. I couldn't uh, fall asleep that night, which had to do with the... uh, the sleep apnea thing i was like you know laying in bed and uh it felt like yeah, i really like to lay on my back to go to sleep and when i when i was doing that every time i'd start to fall asleep i'd like wake up like as if i was going to die and uh it was because i you know wasn't breathing i'd breathe in and then i'd not breathe out so and so like i started becoming obsessed with this whole incident that i had and started losing more and more sleep and i started writing down these symbols and stuff like you know these simple symbols that would somehow show like you know how the universe began or or you know uh, all this weird stuff and uh started you know reading all this stuff on the internet and just uh, one thing led to another i wasn't really sleeping at all you know i'd like as soon as i'd try and fall asleep i'd, I'd wake up and so i just started spiraling out of control i you know had i had critical thinking skills i would have uh known hey you got something wrong here you need to uh you need to uh get some sleep but Mm. i thought well maybe there's something special about me you know maybe uh and uh, i need to share this with the world and that's why i I don't have to sleep i started uh reading all this stuff internet and there was some weird things going on around that time too like you know the high terrorist threats on the tv and then time went on i kept getting more and more uh obsessed with this like you know something special has happened to me or like i'm you know, I need to share this knowledge that I have now, but but I couldn't really put my finger on it, and I didn't have the critical thinking skills to like kind of to kind of figure out what was going on. So what changed? So what changed? Yeah, well, it got to the point where like you know I just couldn't even really function much anymore. I was I was I was like really uh, on a roller coaster of emotions, you know, where I could like talk about something and start crying or you know be laughing or I'd be really excited and happy, and uh, I went to. Uh, work one day too and i thought like that there was these terrorists coming to get me and so i went out this is when I, I had this office job and i i left the building i almost pulled the fire alarm this is a huge building right? <laughs> i almost pulled the fire alarm on the way out to alert everybody you know after that and uh after some other things you know i, I went to the emergency room you know they asked me when i was there they asked me uh you know what's what's your religion and i said uh science you know lady said scientology no no science you know so, and so I had this, I had this feeling like, you know, I, I wasn't ready to go to religion, but I felt like science has the answers and maybe, you know, maybe science will explain God someday, you know, and science uh, already has Have you not met Deepak Chopra? Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, familiar with his uh, work, if you want to call it that. Not too familiar, <laughs> but uh, I, I know of the gentleman. Yes. And, and this is where you insert the uh, Deepak <laughs> No, no, anyway. go, go, do, it, do it this way. I don't have to edit it in. Let's hear it. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so I got, I got <laughs> no, out no, of the No, no, no. No, no, no. I need you to sing it. Deepak Chopra, Masters of the Universe. Oh, no, it's Deepak Comfort. Yeah, right? Deepak Comfort. Yeah, so I, I made it out of the emergency room and... Uh, and then I was like, you know what? I, I have to call the news, you know. So I called the news, and they, they fortunately they knew I was crazy. They didn't do anything with me. Mm-hmm. And then um, I also decided I was going to go to the um, 
radio station. There was like kind of a, I lived in a big uh, metro area at the time, and I I went to the radio station where there was a guy I used to go to high school with that was on this you know popular morning show. There's something else I left out. Uh, I mean, there must have been like probably close to two weeks where I, I did not sleep uh, over the course of this time too. I I thought you know there's some other people that know about what I know about, and it's like hidden in music lyrics, you know. So I started looking at all these CDs and stuff and all this music that I was into and looking at these lyrics. So I grabbed a bunch of them that I thought I could bring with me, and so I go to this radio station and I I show up there. By the time I showed up there, I was I was out front there, and I uh, I saw this UPS lady passing by me, and I said hi, you know. She just kind of ignored me, and uh, and by this time I'm really getting nuts, you know. I was thinking to myself, she doesn't even know I'm the second coming of Christ, you know. <laughs> like she doesn't even know how how could this be, you know? Like how how am I going to convince anybody? So so I go in there and I try to get on the show, and I, they got that guy to come down that I knew from high school. He came down, and I had this stack of CDs in my hand, you know, and got my uh, Pantera CDs and all this stuff, you know. I'm like, hey, man, it's all in these CDs, you know. So, that, that you know, I, I don't remember exactly what I said, but I was like, "You got to get let me on the air so I can tell everybody." You know, huh. fortunately, he, he realized I was crazy as well and dismissed me. Eventually, my uh, my significant other uh, got my uh, family involved and was like, "You know, I'm, I'm worried about Adam. He's <laughs> there's something going on with him." You know, and uh, we hadn't been seeing each other too, too long at the at the mm-hmm. time, so initially she just thought it was, uh, I guess, me going through a creative. Uh, phase or something you know yeah so the family got involved and they said uh you know we're, we're gonna have to you know put you into a mental health facility if you but you need to you need to voluntarily do it if we do it for you then it looks bad on your ear you know that you if we do what's called a uh, baker act on you that's where they force you to go into a, a mental health facility because they're worried about you know you hurting yourself or somebody else then it looks bad on your record you know so i was like all right all right yeah no, I'll, I'll check in so yeah so i got checked in for three days at a uh, mental health facility i went from this guy that was like you know, agnostic, just dismissed religion, accepted evolution, but I didn't know much about either, really. I was I was pretty ignorant, but but I, I ended up in this place, and actually a lot of the people that were in there were dealing with, re, uh, you know, issues related to uh, religion. Yeah, so at first I wasn't taking the uh, medications because I was like, you know, kind of, I don't know, maybe I was like in some kind of conspiracy thing or something, you know, I was like, you know, they're trying to, they're trying to keep me down or or whatever, you know, and I felt like I, I was in this place and maybe it was a spaceship and it was going to take off and like, or, you know, they're going to come get me right. <laughs> before the world ends and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was another thing too. I thought, you know, not only would I, when I went to sleep, would I die, but like the whole world would end too, you know? So anyway, I, I somehow I turned a corner where I was like, this is horrible. <laughs> the, there's this Asian guy that's like a doctor there at the, you know, like the, or a pharmacist, you know, at the, working at this place and they're giving out the pills and stuff. And I see him back there. I'm like, Oh, okay. So like, I thought, uh, well, they, they, you know, they're a pretty wise, uh, race. Maybe they've been on the earth longer than us. I, I think I can trust him, you know? So, so I decided to start, start taking my, uh, my pills. So, and then I did. And then I finally, I think I started getting some sleep in there, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, I started becoming a little better, but I, I tricked my way out of that place. I uh, got out of there within three days, but I probably should have been there in there for at least a week or two. Easy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I tricked my way out of there. And then, uh, I, um, got out and I was still like obsessing over the music lyrics and stuff like this. In fact, I ran across one 
that did mention Occam's razor. And I don't know if it was that or something else, but somehow I found my way onto um, uh, Center for Inquiry and then started listening to like the Point of Inquiry podcasts and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, just kind of slowly started coming down ever since then, you know. How long ago was this? 2003, 2004, about 10 years ago, something okay. like that. So ever since then, just been, you know, in love with learning and knowledge. And, you know, I mean, like every subject, you know, it's like it all fits together. Like it, when I was in high school, if I'd known that, you know, biology and geology and astronomy, and it could all be like tied together so beautifully, you know, I would have been much more interested in it. They happen to have actually a uh, Center for Inquiry uh, group, you know, not too far from me. So I went over there one time and uh, they, they were doing the introductions. Everybody stand up, say their name, you know, and whatever. And uh, some of the people in there, they said their name and said, yeah, I'm also a member of uh, Florida Atheists, you know. And uh, so I lived in Florida at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought, atheists? What's up with the atheists, you know? I, I, I <laughs> They had to get me too. <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah, by by this time I was, you know, kind of I'd kind of come down good, good. And uh, I guess somebody must have explained to me at some point that an atheist was just somebody that just said there absolutely was no god, you know, mm. not realizing that I was one myself all this time. You know, so I eventually learned that and I it was I was impressed with all the people that were there. There was all these like, you know, doctors and professors and you know, these people were really intelligent, you know. I, actually, I remember asking the uh, question when I was there. They, they go to lunch afterwards. I remember asking the uh, question. I was like, you know, if evolution is a, uh, I mean, I know, you know, is, uh, in science is, is, you know, much stronger than, you know, the way people throw, throw around the word theory. But, uh, you know, why don't we call it a law instead of a, a theory, you know. And so this the professed science professor that was there at the time, he said, um, he recommended I read the um, Carl Sagan Demon Haunted World book, you know, so I read that and started reading about uh, critical thinking, you know, picked up a college-level book on that and took it from there, you know, been getting mentally uh, healthier ever since. I think you're doing a great thing. Well, thanks. It's not easy. I, I can imagine it's not easy to, to go from sort of a sleep deprivation paranoia and mm. willingly turn it around and start, because it at that stage, it becomes very difficult to distinguish what is true and what is not. So critical thinking has improved your life. Oh, yeah, immensely. You know, I used to say the best thing I ever did my, for myself was starting to eat healthy and work out and stuff. But, you know, now I say it's like, you know, discovering critical thinking. I mean, it's like it can work in the most trivial day-to-day ways, like from, you know, keeping yourself from getting ripped off, you know, buying something or... Yeah. You know, from some critical. online scam artists to like the most, you know, deep questions in life. So Yeah, critical thinking saves you money. There you go, listeners. Oh, yeah. From from the horse's mouth. And you don't <laughs> you won't go and spend as much on uh, unnecessary Pantera CDs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So where can we find your music? I'm giving away two free songs right now. If you go to uh, ygoband.info and just give me your email address and, um, and first name there. And I, I don't even have anything for sale just yet. So, uh, so yeah, I'll give you two free songs, and that'll get you over to my uh, website, and you can listen to the other songs there as well. So, um, so that'll, that'll do it. Yeah. Support a fellow critical thinker, someone who's really managed to take the bull by the horns and turn his life around. I think that's, that's an outstanding feat. Well, thank you. Rightio, Adam. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show, and uh, look forward to listening to some of your tunes for free. Well, thank you. Take Thanks care. a lot again for the opportunity. Appreciate it.
Ladies and gentlemen, here's a little quick snippet, a little chat with one of the four people who listen to the show. I've got at the Atheist Spark on the line. Hello. Hello. And you're from the motherland. Yes, England. <laughs> it's a place I've been there. Can't get there by bus, certainly not from here. So how are you going? Uh, I'm kind of coping with life. <laughs> kind of coping with life those who are on the twitter thing yeah who follow you what's your brief synopsis if you had to sort of surmise it rather crazy i guess (laughs) (laughs) all over the face radio so i'll ask a couple of leading questions then if that's the case uh your family's a christian you're you you come from religious livestock yeah i mean i was kind of brought up to be a christian Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. One of the things that perhaps stands out about your account is you're somebody who battles with mental health issues and depression. Yeah. And you've spoken up about it, which I admire. Yeah, I definitely did that. Why do you do that? Um, I think because it's one of those really misunderstood issues and I think it benefits people and obviously it benefits me as well because mm-hmm. I'm talking about it. So how has it benefited you, speaking openly about it on Twitter? You get to talk to all kinds of people um, and other people that have had depression. um, There's people that kind of understand you. Mm -hmm. I love the fact that you can start talking to someone who has little knowledge about it and then you can help them to understand it. And it's something that can be applied not just to depression, but a a way of thinking. Yeah. So one of the things you mentioned to me previously was that uh, you'd listened into the episode 18 of this show where we had a chat with Mr. Hawks and Jake Farr Wharton from the Far Superior Imaginary Friends show about depression. And you used it to make some changes to your life. Yeah, I I definitely did that. (laughs) I was meant to go to the doctors anyway, and I remember tuning into that show, and I, I think I got my dad to listen to it as well. That kind of helped. I hope it kind of helped him and maybe my mum to understand it a bit better. <laughs> so they're obviously not sufferers of depression themselves, but there was some sort of stigma associated with it. I think at some point they didn't actually understand what I was going through. Mm. You know? And what was the outcome from that? I'm not too sure, but I know that they're starting to understand it a bit better these days compared to before. What's the outcome then? So what's the end game? You, you've you now begun taking the antidepressants? Yeah. How's it affecting you? I'm not sure if these ones are particularly working for me, but I, kind of, I guess I kind of went into it thinking, although I didn't really tell people too much, because it's kind of a private thing at the time, I kind of went into it looking like it was, um, you know how you think of it as a tool to help you get better? Mm. It's kind of a bit more like that. Okay, antidepressants often take several weeks to take an effect. What were the effects that you noticed? I think I kind of got a bit more suicidal in a way, I think. But that could have just been because I was kind of suicidal before then. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the big things I noticed. I mean, I think straight away it was, I thought it was working when I first started it. And it kind of seemed to get a bit strange in there. But, you know, obviously I'm still here, so... <laughs> You are still here. We're thankful for it. All of the herd mentalists, all four of us, rally behind you. <laughs> well, let's talk briefly about the suicide thing because this is the and the best way to describe it is largely misunderstood. Yeah, isn't it? What what's some of the the reasoning and and thinking that plays on your mind? And it's misunderstood. Uh, I think it's just like people just don't get. But when they kind of like they try and kind of guilt you sometimes, like they'll say think about your family and your friends or think about me and like don't you think that we've already been thinking about it (laughs) 
you know, this is something that plays on our minds so much. We live and experience it. And obviously there's people that think you can snap out of it and all kinds of crazy things. And those are the people who have never experienced it themselves. Yeah, yeah. I think if you've experienced it, you wouldn't think that. Mm. So what's the best way to deal with it? How can we change stigma, do you think? How can we change the way people perceive mental health issues? Uh, I think the best way is to communicate with them. Obviously, they're willing to listen. I think that's probably the best way. Well, I think you've done an admirable thing. I think you're making you're making a change within yourself. You've set a goal, and that is to get better. Is it not? I'm not too sure. My own depression kind of makes it really shaky. I, I mean, obviously, I went straight into the jump because um, I went to the doctors that time because I actually did have a suicidal episode so i realized how messed up i was at the time like really hysterical is it something you'd like to talk about or not um i I can talk about it i mean i i think i made a whole blog about that time a blog post about it Mm -hmm. at the time would you like to summarize it for us i just remember being in the kitchen and i was just waving a knife about but i actually really wanted a gun to it to my head and to pull the trigger just to kind of feel like that cold metal in your hand it would have been very frightening i don't know it's just like you get really kind of calm and cool about it and it becomes sort of um this thing that you want a fixation so so it wasn't your rational mind making the decisions it's, it's kind of hard to say because you could call it irrational still it's like your mind just fixates on it mm. and it's one track you want to die and or you want to have that gun in your hand it's kind of becomes comfort in a way i guess mm. where do you turn for assistance where do you go for help i think a lot of the time i try to deal with it myself but other times i sort of like go to twitter and i kind of talk about it on there mm. and who's helped you oh um this is like a an audio follow Friday. <laughs> okay. Um, I know Telford Atheist has been quite quite helpful with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Embrace um, the Coder, who's Philip, um, has recently also helped. He's a gentleman, he, and he's recently uh, completed a science degree, I understand. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and he's also a fellow sufferer. Yeah, so he kind of understands it. Mm. Yeah. Nice. It's a wonderful community, isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> wonderful people. All right. Is there anything you'd like to mention before we go? I guess, like, stay awesome and rocket life if you can. <laughs> <laughs> rocket life. It's often the hardest advice to take yourself. Yeah, but, you know, you just, you just take it. Like, you just walk it. Yeah. Just take it as you can. Yeah. Right. Well, you've got, you've got a cheerleading squad behind you and we think you're doing a good thing you've done an outstanding job in in going to seek help and acknowledging that there is a problem and seeking a resolution give yourself some goals work towards them feel good about achieving them i think it's i think you're doing a wonderful thing yes you know this is one of them (laughs) (laughs) this is what coming on (laughs) coming on this third rate podcast yeah it's coming on a podcast you know and i thought yours was a good one come on oh well, <laughs> I'm blushing. <laughs> right here, Deanna, uh, at the Atheist Spark. Thank you very much for coming on and sharing a couple of your thoughts. It's a pleasure.
Take care. Thank you. G'day, Raylene. Yeah, Ray. Okay, I've just driven the Bulletproof Comfort Mobile into Living Waters for the third day in a row, and the smell is just getting out of control. <laughs> oh, Ray, this is really awkward. I don't know what to do with the body. It's time to talk about the body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the body. Um, I think I'm just going to have to ring someone to help me with this, because I-, I can't do this on my own, Ray. Well, I, mean, I know I'm intelligent, but fuck me. It's disposing of Joel Osteen. We, we need to, you know, he's going to fucking shine no matter how deep we bury that motherfucker. We need some expert help. Some expert help? So who are you suggesting that we get in to assist with this? Do you remember Dr. Frank Osteen, that very famous homeopath? The homeologist? Yeah, whatever, right? Anyway, I'm thinking of giving him a call. Well, what's he possibly going to do? Is he any good with a shovel? Uh, no, Ray. Well, if they brought that zombie Jew, Jesus, back... We can bring Austin back. With a shovel? No way. With the magic water. Oh, the magic waters. Yes. We've got plenty of that at Living Waters. No way. This is special magic water. It's got memory. Ah, the memory waters. Yes. So I think I should give Dr. Frank Osteen a call. Rightio. Well, uh, I'm just going to duck into the office. I'll leave you to it. All right, Ray. Sorry about that. Uh, just just had to get a lozenge. Uh, can I help you? Hi. Um. Can I speak to Dr. Frank Osteen, please? Frank Osteen speaking. Uh, hi, Dr. Frank Osteen. This is Raylene, Ray's assistant. We've got a bit of a situation. Uh, yeah, Dr. Frank Osteen, what happened was Joel had an accident with the um, eight-horsepower solid gold butt plug, and now... The bulletproof comfort mobile looks like a grenade's gone off in a meat counter. It's terrible. Absolutely bloody terrible. In the smell. Oh, my days. We need to bring him back to life. Can you do that? Mm, well, mm, mm, mm. I think that if we can align, align his spirituality with, with special magic homeopathic waters, we, we should be able to bring him back so... So, Joel Osteen, what would you say was his main characteristic? Oh, his fucking teeth. He was harnessing the bright luminescence from my asshole into some solar panels to harvest it to keep his teeth white. Definitely. Yes. No, 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 no. That's, that's brilliant because, you know, homeopathy is, is like cures like. So, so with his bright teeth, we might be able to use that as a gateway to bring him back. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm just, I'm, I'm making some notes here, and oh, yes, yes. Well, Rayline, what we're going to need is the light of a full moon, your mm. immaculately bleached anus. What we also need is two hundred vials of magic water. I'll just collect them and I'll come right over. Obviously, uh, Doctor Frank Osteen, you know, Ray's tighter than a badger's asshole. He's going to need to know. 
how much this is going to cost. You know, the, the, he's a right tight bastard. So can you give me a quote? Let's see. Uh, he's tight with money. Um, well, Ray Lane, I reckon the Ray Comfort Twitter handle would be excellent. <laughs> No, no, that that's not going to happen. It, it, you would not, you have no idea what I went through to get that fucking Twitter handle back. I started a fucking war with Bolivia. So no, uh, you're going to have to quote me a price. Oh, let's see. Um, so carry the one divide by the number of souls in Bolivia. <laughs> Times by the golden constant. I think that would be the comfort mobile. I'm all happy right. to deal with the smell. Oh, all right. Well, I- I'll speak to Ray about it. You just leave it with me, Doctor Francosine. Okay. Well, get back to me and 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 when you're ready, I'll come over and we can resurrect him. All righty then. Stay conscious. Ray. Yes. You again? What do you want? Dr. Frankenstein, who thinks he can, um, you know, harness the bright luminescent light from the moon, combine it with my asshole, take it to the power of a quintillion, and bring Joel Osteen back. But it's going to cost you. He wants the comfort mobile as payment. All right. Well, that sounds entirely legitimate. Uh, who am I to question such sound logic? But he wants the comfort mobile. Yeah, he, he said he's not really bothered about the smell. All right. So, in order to bring back somebody I don't like, I need to give away something that I do like. Uh, yeah, right, but, you know, it's a small price to pay. Um, the Comfort Mobile smells fucking awful. It's got Joel Austin in the back. His asshole is blown to smithereens. I'm sure that I saw little bits of his leathering on your upholstery. So, just give him the Ray Comfort Mobile. Every and- time, Raylene, every time, every time we do one of these skits, you cock something up. And it comes at great personal expense to me. Ray, if there's anything that's valuable in your life is me. You know that, Ray. <sighs> hmm. Well, no, I don't. <laughs> so in order to get us out of this mess, I need to surrender yeah. the comfort mobile. Yeah, Ray. Send him a thought fax. Get him over here. Let's get the procedure underway. Hello, um, Ray? Oh, yes, g'day, that's me. Dr. Frankostein, I told you about? Oh, yes, the, the, the homo wizard, yes. <laughs> uh, homeologist? Homeologist, sorry, my mistake, anyone could make it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so apparently you're here to perform some sort of uh, anti-satanic resurrection ritual. No, no, not at all. Um, this is pure science. What we will be doing is combating and trying to bring the spirit of Mr. Joel Osteen back through the heavily evidence-based homeopathology. Right, but you're not going to use any of that evolution nonsense, are you? No, um... All right, you're hired, let's go. All right, here's uh, here's what we're working with, guys. Oh, look at the state of him. It's in such a condition that it's almost indistinguishable from the upholstery. Yes, but uh, if you have a look, there is still life in those teeth. I can definitely work with this. So they've got um, some sort of uh, radioactive half-life? Yes, it's the half-life of the soul, and Joel Osteen's teeth are the bed of his soul. Right, so I- uh, I- I'm with you. Unless I'm following. he has a horcrux, and then that's <laughs> completely different. <laughs> 
All right, I'm following you completely. I understand everything you're saying. Now, what is the okay, next step? Okay, so, so no, no, you've got to let me work here. So what I need is um, uh, Ray Leone to to drop trowel. Um, so I'll just I'll just turn around. I haven't seen underwear like that since I lived in Germany in the mid eighties. <laughs> um, okay. They could fit the back of a bus. How do we connect this to the uh, light of the full moon that happens to be above us? Ray, Lynn, move a little to your left and then squat a little bit more. And I'll put this first vial here. My, that's just resplendent. You can you can see the glow of the full moon reflecting off that immaculately bleached anus of Ray Lynn. Oh, so you're doing this in stereo? <laughs> Um, yes, Ray. Right. So, I'm with so you. now we, we, we have our starter. So this is purified. This this is this is this is too strong. We can't use that. So I take one drop out of this. Right. And I put it in my next vial. Uh huh. And now now I need to shake it, preferably on a leather Bible. No, 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 no. That leather jock strap you're wearing, Ray, will just do fine. So if you can bend over too. Right here. Hang and on. I'll just tap it ten times. Just a moment. There we go. One. Come in. Excellent. That, so, so, so that's it. That's that's the one in ten. Now, now I've just got to do this 199 times. So just bear with me here. Right here. Uh, yes. So, um, yeah. That 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 is the 200th dilution. Now, what we do is we take we take a drop because this this this, this medication is very strong, very very powerful. It cannot touch human hands. And I just drop one drop. Onto these still glowing teeth. Wow. Oh, well, that was just amazing. I'm blown away. Yes. Val, can you put your pants on before you do that? Because, to be honest with you, the, the smell is not coming from the car anymore. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have been told that it's like a blind man in a fish market. It's not pleasant. Now, how long are we intending to wait for this uh, resurrection to occur? Do we have to put some sort of boulder in front of it so he can push his way out? This is like some sort of rebirthing sequence. Oh, Ray, just just look. Look, you can see the teeth twitch. You can see the life coming out of them. See? They're alive. Oh, it's alive? Well, the teeth are. I don't know it's about a- the rest of them, but let's just wait and see. The twitching teeth. They're alive? Uh, g'day, Raylene. <laughs> Sorry. Hi, Ray. <laughs> There's nothing funny about that. Nothing at all. <laughs> all right, from the top. <laughs> from the top. The tampon makes it. Oh, well, that's unnecessary. Uh, and it's, <laughs> it's nothing at all like that. Uh, not that I'd be familiar with any of that that's awkward (laughs) i I can't put that to air i can't put that to air (sighs) so what is it again the i'm so drunk so what (laughs) it doesn't help that i'm having another vodka oh okay well let's get let's get this out of the way the eight horsepower solid gold butt plug See, even you forget, and it's your butt plug. <laughs> it's not mine. My hands are clean. I'm not putting that to air. <laughs> Why not? I can't. 
minute. I'm sorry, you have some fucking blurred lines when it comes to morality. So my asshole is fair game, but tampon is not. Oh. Hello, this is Deepak. <laughs> Sending a cosmic fact to Dr. Franco Steen. Have you not been listening, Ray? He gets your name wrong every time. 